Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Let's fucking go, son! (laughs) Good morning, everybody! Welcome! We have a special guest, reoccurring. Yep. Phenomenal, magical guest here named Luca Reedy. Luca Reedy, if you hey, who are you, Luca? You know who are who am I, man? I've had so many answers to that question. <laughs> like I feel like some days, like it just it's every day is a different. It can be a different day, but at the core, you know, I'm here helping people change lives. I think we've all got a story, and my story has led me to this path of like helping people. Uh, I'm a therapist, I'm a coach, and I, and I help people. I'm like, I, what did I call myself this morning? I'm the problem solver. You're the problem solver. Like the problem eraser is like one of the big things that I've found with people um, is... You it's really like, help, like, Luca excavates. Well, first of all, let me just, he is not just a stranger off the street. We're actually... My, I'm, I'm Danielle's fiancé. <laughs> He's my fiancé. Can you imagine? I just get some, like... Tom, Jerry, and Bob that off the street. A, that, that would actually, that's a great podcast. concept. You um, You know, when you said I'm the problem solver, we were recently watching The the Witcher. Um, have you got, Have you guys seen The Witcher? Anyways, it's a really good show. Uh, and what was what the blood origin? And there's this guy called Brother Death in yeah. it. And he's like, Brother Death. And Brother so Death. when you say problem solver, I'm like, that's like your, problem it's like solver. your like superhero title. You're like the problem solver. Yeah, I mean, people, everyone, we've all got problems, right? But one of the things that we don't realize, and this is what I've come to realize, is that our problems uh, can 99% of the time, like day-to-day problems are solvable if we take a good look at why they're, why, where they're being created from within us. Like, we have mm-hmm. to first take responsibility for it, but we'll notice that there's a belief system or there's some sort of limiting pattern that we're doing mm-hmm. that's being created. And most of the times this happens because of an early experience or just some sort of... Cons- misconstructed idea of who we are mm-hmm. so we just have to clean that up and and change you're really that. good so at that's, that that's what that's who i am today that's who you are today and you're also he comes into my programs as well and he helps for healing hours. for healing hour which you're doing because reclamation starts very soon which is my feminine empowerment program but anyways the reason that we're actually here today is because What's i the podcast title well, the three lessons that I top lessons that I learned in 2022 unless i remember the fourth Sounds thing like you said topless <laughs> The top lessons. The top lessons. 
<laughs> top lessons, not toplessness, um, that I learned in uh, 2022. And there's actually another one that I can't remember that we were talking about the other day. So it might be four by the time that you guys hear this. We will see. Um, so... Uh, I love having Luca come on here and chat about this with me because, um, you know, we live our life pretty together. I mean, we are together, so we, li- we go through a lot of things together, but we- not everything. And so it's fun to have him to riff a little bit with me. So those who are listening to the podcast, we're both live on our TikTok channels as well. Um, so you might hear us talk to some comments comments (laughs) yeah we're doing it a little bit differently today Mm -hmm. um so let's talk about one of the first ones you actually i'm gonna i'm gonna do the what i wrote down second is the first one so this i really realized last year um i in life and in business and this is something that i really hope that you guys what in whatever way it resonates with you you take what feels good so number one you have to figure out what is true for you and not anyone else. Hmm. And this is something that definitely came up for me in the past year because me and Luca live a very unconventional life um, at the moment. And we travel and we work and we've kind of been between Canada and Australia a lot this year and Bali. We've kind of been popping in between a few of those places. Um, We both, um, you know, in comparison to if we both look at our families, we do something very different. Hmm. You know what I mean? our families aren't in this world of like online and personal development and energetic support and all that stuff. Um, and so especially at the age that we're at, I turned 30 in 2022 and you turn 32 is I think that we sometimes at a certain age, we feel this societal pressure to settle down, right. Um, to, you know, be realistic, to set yourself up. And it's not that that's a bad thing, but I think that we very much kind of lived our life against that grain. And one of the big things that came up a lot for me this year as well is, um, you know, I actually, I love, I love my family. Oh my gosh, I'm going to sneeze. it's, it's in there. Um, I love my family very much, but my, I had a family member this year who was basically telling me that I should freeze my eggs because I'm getting old. I just turned 30 like a couple months ago um, and uh, I'm getting old if I want to have children. And um, I felt a lot come up for me this year around just the pressure that it is to be a woman at a certain age if you do want to have children or even if you don't want to have children and kind of like what what action that you should take, what, when that should be. And it felt really frustrating for me having a lot of, whether it be societal pressure or family conversations, or even just like, like what I feel like I should do for myself. Is that something that I should do? Um, that was something that was like challenging for me to kind of face up against all these other people's beliefs of the timeline that I should run my life on basically. Mm -hmm. Right. And everyone's timeline in everyone's life is different, you know, and I truly believe that if things are meant to be, they will be. And so this year I really had to figure out what it is that I want with my life and when, you know, I'm wanting to make those decisions and how I'm wanting to live despite the norm, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't just a thing that me and Luca are like dabbling at and just going to go back and get regular jobs, even though, you know, 
it's probably probably come up i'm in conversation conversation. um this is like a life that like we i I very much advocate for going after your dreams and um leaning into the discomfort and you know if it feels good to you making an impact in the world and this is a dream of mine and you guys are like watching me do this you've always been like this you said this the other day though you said you've always been uh wanting to be a motivational speaker at 18 years old i said i wanted to be a motivational speaker yeah so that was uh, 12 years ago (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's, not, it's just part of life. It's part of life, yeah. And so um, it's just an unconventional path compared to the norm. And and I think that it's so important because in the society, whether it be on social media or whether it be friends and family or whether it be whatever, there's always people and things that are telling us like basically how we should live our life, right? Mm-hmm. You need to be more of this. You need to be taller, fatter, thinner, stronger, wealthier. You need to go and travel. You need to go and save. You need to buy a car. You need to not buy a car. You need to own a house. You need to not rent a house. Like there's so many like opinions out there mm-hmm. from so many many people and it can feel so overwhelming if you're constantly just leaning into everyone else's opinion not actually listening to what's true for you yeah well there's you know the interesting thing about that is i think there's the reason why people listen to so many other opinions or become so uh sort of like flaky or malleable like you you bend it's like someone gives you an opinion you go all the way in that direction or you start to question yourself and you start to doubt yourself the only reason that that happens is because you don't have enough certainty in yourself and confidence Mm. in what you're doing yeah and so that can happen a lot for especially for like people pleasers or people who have been (laughs) not a people pleaser (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) you know we we all are we all have tendencies to to do that yeah and there's different types of people pleasers but yeah we all have that tendency because it's a normal human condition to want to be liked and loved and Mm. to be heard to be seen but you know if you if you're really starting to notice that you second guess yourself you doubt yourself then you're going to naturally listen to other people's opinions and they're going to affect you more often but the truth is no one how how someone shows up or what someone says or what someone does shouldn't take you from your center Mm. like you you should be so certain in yourself because you can be and that is a that is a place that you can get to you be so certain in yourself that whatever happens outside of you, it doesn't disrupt what's going on. And so for mm-hmm. your case, Danielle, like this situation where you're getting all these, you know, people's different people's opinions. It's so funny because you have been such a people pleaser in your life. Oh, totally. And it's like, you're like really, st- you're like, when you're, you are, when you're on stage and stuff and like when you're coaching, when you're leading your programs, you're so in your power. And we all have this, there's, per- there's certain times in our lives where it's like no one can take us away from that power. Yeah. But then there's certain times in our life where we we uh, sort of become malleable or we become not so strong. And so those areas of our lives, for instance, mm. like maybe it's your family in this mm-hmm. case where yeah. it's like something that you've had to work I through. think it's family, but also like society too. Like I definitely feel that from like society. Because especially if you're like, leading the way yeah. for a new... Some, so many people don't know that yeah. way. And yeah. you're doing something so unconventional yeah. to what traditionally is there. Yeah. It's a bit harder to yeah. to trust yourself because you're the first one going down that path. Yeah. So it's really hard for innovators sometimes yeah. because no one's done it before. And so yeah. how do you know if it's gonna work? Yeah. And I feel like I, I definitely am a um 
I am a people pleaser, but I'm also like, there's definitely a rebel inside of me as well, where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the examples I use is like, I didn't read a single, well, the only book that I read in English in in high school was like a book that was like Animal Farm, less than 100 pages long. But if someone Mm -hmm. told me that I had to do something or had to read something, I was just like, screw you, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have this polarity within me, which is people pleaser, but also is rebel, where I don't want to like conform to the standards. Um, But then I also, as a human in this world, I also feel the pressure of those standards. Mm -hmm. And then this also, like I want to touch on this for those of you out there, whether you're a business owner or an aspiring business owner, this is so real in the business owner world as well um, because there's so many people that tell you that you have to do this program or this strategy or have this coach or do this way or do this online or do it not online or have calls, whatever. Like there's so many opinions and I think... I tried out for the past couple of years in running this business and really, um, uh, you, you know, connecting with what I am here to do and learning so much. I was taking in so many different people's opinions of how I should do it. And what I feel like I really realized in 2022 is how I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Not what everyone else is telling me is the cookie cutter version of how I should basically live my life and run my business and support my clients. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really, I feel like the more that I've been able to own that has been super powerful in my life, in my growth and in my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've definitely found this too. Like it's, um, I think the biggest one that I've found, like there's a couple of comments here where some people like Shields has mentioned that, you know, you can't think for yourself. Mm. Like it, it requires a lot of trust one in the process, but trust in yourself to really know where you're going. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I find that when people say, I don't know, that's also can be like an upper limit for mm-hmm. like yeah. giving yeah, yeah. yourself this lack of clarity because yeah. you, the, the place that you want to go is still uncomfortable to you, even though you know your heart wants to take you there. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. So yeah. going through to our, like looking at ourselves is like, okay, well, we're, we could actually be sabotaging. We could actually mm. be sabotaging who we are and what we want to get and the place that we want to get to because, you know, we are going to be so different to our family, to people and the way they view us, to mm. who we used to be. Yeah. So that can be quite uncomfortable, but the truth is it never goes from like zero to 100. Mm-hmm. It's a very progressive linear journey in the sense of uh, the process of yeah. you go- going to achieve some sort of dream. Like yeah. for you going to the Olympics, for instance, Yeah. that was not a, a overnight sensation. No. You know, you told me you'd been going to the pool training when you were like six or whatever. Eight. Eight. I did it for 18 years. You, you know? did it for so 18 like, years. It's not like it's just happened out of nowhere. And so right? then all of a sudden, you know, when you're 22? Uh, 23, you went 23, to the Olympics. 23, she went to the Olympics. Like, hence her book, <laughs> The Unlikely Olympian. Yeah. We're not necessarily selling, plugging the book. It was just happened to be over it's there. Just, I just happened to have one with me. <laughs> um, but it was, you know... The, the, the journey is if you're going to go after something, you have to be willing to trust yourself first. Yeah. And also get out of your own way. If you feel it in your heart, mm-hmm. then you have to learn that that place is, that's the one place that it isn't lying to you. Yeah. And that's the one place that you've got to learn to befriend and trust the yeah. most, regardless of how much noise is outside. But then there's also something that I'd love to add is like, yeah. when the noise outside, when do you listen to the noise outside? Because you oh, could yeah. be taking yourself down. Uh, yeah you could be blocking out all these opinions and these voices and this criticism 
when it actually is trying to help you. Yeah. So it's like learning to discern the difference like, between I think when to listen and when not to listen. That's like having self-awareness ultimately, right? And yeah. realizing that you do not know ownership. everything. Ownership. Yeah. And, and being grounded, right? Because I think sometimes people can get ungrounded in, in their pursuit. I'm not saying never listen to anyone else's opinion, right? That's a really great thing to listen to other people's opinion. But just don't get lost in don't, listening to everyone's opinion, everyone's opinion. Yeah. and not have any opinion of your own. Yeah. Because ultimately, like you are the best guide in your own life. And, you know, there is kind of a caveat here where I'm speaking to people that are like relative, like those of you that are listening to this podcast are probably not the ones that, you know, need to hear this, right? But it's like being relatively self-aware and being willing to realize that you're sometimes wrong is also a really powerful thing. There's so much polarity in this, but one of the things, and I talk about this in my book, um, I don't know why it's just, we're just talking about a book today. Um, but it's one of the things I speak about is, you know, a lot, I saw a lot of athletes fail in their attempt to go to the Olympic games. And I, there was a similar theme, you know, in those that didn't make it. And if we're taking skill out of the question, there was something different. And what I noticed, it was the athletes that are unwilling to take on advice and criticism and critique those are the ones that ended up not making it because they were too kind of blindsided by too proud proud yeah it it was too much of a like ego yeah ego death for them to be able to realize hey this is actually something that i need to improve on hey i'm not actually the best in this thing because when you're willing to take on critique and criticism in a space of in an, an intention of growth that allows you to expand and so those of you guys here, I have no doubt that you have that. But then the other side of that, you know, for us that are willing to grow and expand is that we forget that everyone else is living a different life and everyone else is just giving their perspective of what is right for them. And so, you know, one of the things that I always say to my clients and in my programs is always take what feels good for you and leave the rest and realize that you don't need to live your life being like, oh, like only in the way of one person or by like every person that you look up to, you really have to find your own way that works for you. Um, and that's going to take time. That's going to take effort and that's going to shift over your life. Mm-hmm. That sounds powerful. Yeah. What's that was that? a lesson from last year. That's lesson one. Lesson one. Okay. That was lesson one. You have to get it. You have to figure out what is true for you and not for anyone else. What is true for you, right? Um, so number two, this was big. Oh my gosh. I feel like in the last maybe four or five months of the year, num- oh, actually, I feel like the whole year, actually. Um, number two, get out of the waiting energy. Get out of the indecision energy and step into decision energy. Oh my holy Toledo. This is really big for us. We actually talked about this on your podcast as well, hmm. didn't we? Um, because we had a lot of things that we were waiting around for. And I think kind of the world was kind of in this waiting energy the past couple of years, right? Where we were in this space of like, we're just waiting for COVID to be over. We're just waiting for whatever your stance on vaccines is. We're just waiting for borders to be open. We're just waiting for to go back to work. We're just waiting for this. We're just waiting for that. And there was a lot of waiting, I felt like, in general in the past couple of years. And I think that me and Luca fell into that. And on top of that, we were waiting for him to get his permanent residency to Canada so we couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, could, like, we couldn't like leave the country. Um, and when you're in, uh, we lived like we lived in Vancouver and Vancouver lives is like 45 minutes from the border. And so it's like quite a common thing for people to go across to the States for trips and stuff like that. So we couldn't even do that. Um, 
you know, um, and so it, we were, it was a frustrating just situation because we just didn't know. There's no, I think in a world where we're like, we literally can track our Uber delivery and when mm -hmm. they're going to be here. Um, the government works very differently. Um, and so literally like it, we, there's, you send it in and you get a notification that your application is in. And then they're like, it could take two years. But in that time, Luca wouldn't be able to leave the country while his application is in process, which is a very frustrating thing. So we were really lucky. We got his actually in less than a year, but that waiting energy was definitely a challenge for us, yeah. right? And I think in the past few months, even more so, I had this kind of epiphany where I was like, I am done waiting. Because what happens from an energetic perspective as well is when you're in the waiting energy, you just attract more waiting. And this can really like be applied to anything. I was talking to this to some of my about this to some of my clients recently, and this can be applied to relationships, right? I'm just waiting till I get into a relationship or health. I'm just waiting until I get I feel better or I get into this body or I lose this amount of weight or I'm just waiting till I save this amount of money or I'm just waiting until this person responds to me, right? But when we're of course, there's going to be times in our life when we're waiting. But when we're constantly in waiting, we just attract more waiting. We just attract more indecision. If you want to actually make action happen in your life, you have to step in, out of waiting and into action and into decision. Yeah, I think there's definitely the place where you have, like indecision is very much like an upper limit in many ways, like where we're trying to like, we're stopping our growth and we're stopping our evolution because we find this thing of like, oh, we, the perfect thing. Because there's so many different elements of this. It could be indecision. It could be perfectionism. Mm -hmm. It could be so many different things that you're waiting for everything to fall into place. But at the same time, if we don't meet, say, the universe halfway, or we don't meet life halfway, like it's not going to come, the opportunities aren't going to come and yeah. knock on our door. So even if it's not the perfect decision or if it's not the right thing that you like, if it's not like everything isn't fallen into an alignment for it, it doesn't mean don't act. Um, we have, we have to decide, okay, I'm going to make this decision. And then when something doesn't go to plan after the decision that you've made, you don't beat yourself up. You don't like think, Oh, I shouldn't have made this decision. When the goalposts move, you move with it. Mm. And that's where the, the, the flow or that's where the surrender really comes in and balances out the action. That's where the feminine of like moving, like with the flow and going with the flow. And then the masculine of action, the masculine energy, that's where they balance each other mm -hmm. out. You have to have some sort of, mix of both mm -hmm. so look in your life like where right now are you waiting on something mm. where are you saying i'll do this when yeah and how can you decide right now to make that movement towards that thing yeah can you get out because if a lot of us are finding comfort in the things that are um surrounding us right now and and, and that when we just our lack of decision our indecision is actually keeping us in that comfort zone. And mm -hmm. the issue isn't that you've spent that you can't spend your life being comfortable. You 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 create comfortable comfort in your life, but mm -hmm. you have to spend equal amount of time sit, sitting in a dis, in discomfort mm -hmm. so that you know that your upper limits, your ceiling of your potential is growing. Mm -hmm. Because you will not learn nothing if you aren't going through something that is creating some sort of uh, tension or some sort of discomfort and it doesn't have to be chaos it doesn't have to be bad it can just be like 
I've got to get up on stage and do this speech. It could be mm-hmm. at university or you could do a Toastmasters, for instance. Mm-hmm. And it could be that one thing that's uncomfortable for you. It could be going to that social event that you don't want to go to because you know you're tired or you can't be bothered. It's that thing. Like It can be as simple as that. It's getting into that discomfort so you can elevate to a new level of comfort because mm. that uncomfortable level that you've just experienced will soon become comfortable. But first, you have to stop sitting back, waiting yeah. for everything to be perfect, waiting for you to have the right energy, waiting yeah. for you to have the right mindset yeah. and just get the fuck out there and get yeah. it done. And like, I I actually realized it while you're talking, Luca, I used to do that so much around my like weight to my body image stuff. Like I used to be like, oh, I'll just do this when... I lose the weight or I'll, I'll buy just, these clothes or yeah, I'll buy these clothes or I'll feel good about myself when I get into this size or I will, um, yeah, wear the bikini when I have this body or whatever. And that is such a like trap that we can get ourselves in. And I, you also see this as well a lot with, you know, I, we hear a lot of these stories around people that are, you know, working on getting pregnant. They're wanting to get pregnant and people that might have struggled with getting pregnant. And is and it, you hear a lot that as soon as they get out of the waiting into the, into the like, you know what? I'm just going to we're just going to keep living our life and it's going to happen when it's meant to happen. And boom, they get pregnant right away. Mm-hmm. Like it's because we're out of the waiting. I'm just going to like pu- keep pushing everything in my life back until I get here. Let's start just getting uncomfortable and taking the action. That's been mm. big for us this year, getting into the decision, right? Yeah, for me, for 100%, as I've realized like That's like me, a whole different podcast. Though, yeah. On what you've been moving through recently, but... Yeah, I mean, like Sheila's just saying, it's good to have you here, Sheila, but it's good, to, it's, she's just saying like, it's a really hard step, like that getting into that action side of things, getting into that discomfort. It is a really hard step. Yeah. That's probably like one of the biggest things that, you know we help people with is like you know because i think it's one of the most challenging (laughs) Sheila thinks that we're speaking about her (laughs) you know we're speaking about our experiences too and Mm -hmm. that's the that's the cool thing is there's so many of us the the things that we talk about are the things that we've learned and overcome and, Mm -hmm. and gone through those experiences but the biggest thing i think you need is that support person if it's find this really really hard like get get in a group that holds you accountable get into a container yes. or a mentor or get some sort of supporter that gets you uncomfortable i've realized the greatest things happen in my life when i've done something incredibly difficult like when we go for like when you go on some sort of adventure or mm. some sort of like boot camp with some some yeah. group like for instance, this is what exactly what our retreat's going to be. Is like there's mm-hmm. going to be very, they're going to put you in a container that's safe and and sacred, but it and 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 really nurturing. Yeah. But it's also going to take you to a place that gets that you get really uncomfortable, facing things that you would never face because then we take you to that place that yeah. you finally see something. It's like exposure therapy mm-hmm. when you finally see something that you've not been willing to look at or do something that you've not been willing to do. It becomes easier. Yeah. Like I, you were not a, you were you were not the best swimmer when you were eight. Like, but oh. over time, and you no. exposed yourself to it, you became a really good swimmer. The yeah. same thing with me and running. Yeah. You know, I'm. Yeah. I, I became really good at that over time. Yeah. If you learn an instrument, if you learn yeah. a language, if you learn something at university. But you're saying to put yourself in spaces. I feel like you're kind of. No, no, I am. But I'm yeah. saying it takes. It, you have to learn 
to become comfortable with something that was once uncomfortable yeah, over absolutely. time. So yeah. it's like that exposure therapy. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll be doing that so deeply. I think the thing that's so cool about a retreat in Bali that's coming up is that like, we'll be, there is, we both work online with clients and the transformation is incredible. Hands down, no questions asked. Um, and like, I have a program coming up called Reclamation for women that are ready to feel empowered in their body and their mind and their soul. Mm-hmm. It, it will change your life. You'll be thanking me that you joined it. We start on January 8th. <laughs> um, but like in the sense of our retreat, what's going to be so cool. Sorry, Luke is just playing with our musical instruments. Um, the thing that's so cool about our retreat is we're going to be doing that in person. And there is always just a different energy when you're with somebody in person. As you can feel their energy. We're going to be taking you through exercises. We're going to well, be in this like portal. Yeah. You're in this portal of transformation. Um, yeah. So, so that... that- this is funny when you talk about like the portal of transformation, you know, we think about this, like you're, you're going to spend, like you won't do this ever again in the same way. Like when you, when you go away, it's like so many of us have so many life commitments. And so if we can take some time off and everyone say, look, there's going to be 18 of us, mm-hmm. 18 people at this retreat that all take a week off of their lives mm-hmm. and they come together to do something like where you wake up with, with, people where you go and do these group activities with people you go on these adventures with people you do all we're gonna the most every day is going to be filled with at least two to three workshops Mm. on specific things to empower us outside of our limitations break through free from these old identities and these Mm -hmm. old ego traps and these old patterns and these old triggers and like really step into your power really step into your um the specialness of the uniqueness of who you are like you think about that what happens is like you're eating together, you're going on these adventures together, you're going through hard things together, you go through really fun and exciting things because it's you're going to see whole new experiences because Danielle and I lived in Bali, so we'll take you to these cool things. Mm-hmm. And then you do all this together. When you talk about the portal of transformation, that is it. It's like you, and then you, you you're going to be rooming with like a, a, a person that we feel like you would get really you get along with really well. Mm-hmm. And so then when you spend that time together. Like that's really that's really impressionable. Yeah. On on who you become and, and how you unfold. Like for my experiences on these on retreats like this, I've done a few. It's just like it's a life changing experience, and I can't mm-hmm. express how important that is for your life. Like when yeah. you meet best friends. Oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. And people see you. Like it's not like yeah. when we go to these events or we're on these lives or we're listening to a podcast. You're 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 individualized around the world. But when you come up and you show up and you mm. and you and you, you become a whole new being because someone sees you for who you are, mm. not for all these people that see you for who you're not, and mm-hmm. they expect you to be this person who you're not, right? Yeah. So that's like that's an incredible thing that we're gonna be really really proud of and really excited oh my gosh. for. May one to eighth, guys, send us a message. Get yourself in there. So, so that was lesson two, was it? That was lesson two. Was also lesson two? on that, I just quick note. Um, we just watched Avatar 2 the other week. And one of the things that I really like about that, I forgot, but then I remembered when we were watching the movie was that what they say in Avatar is instead of I love you, they say I see you. Mm. And I really love that because what you just said is like we're going to see you, right? And there is Oof, something that's, that's like so... Big, that's, that's the biggest thing that like is going to be the biggest theme over our whole yeah. trip is like really being seen for who you are. Yeah. Because I think ultimately every single one of us at our deep core wants to be seen for who we are and loved for who we are. So many of us are inherently terrified of being seen for who we are and loved for who we are. 
but what if we can be seen for who we are and love for who we are? Because we are inherently worthy. We are inherently beautiful, powerful, divine human beings. We just have to remember that. And mm. that's the process that we go through in reclamation where I get you guys to remember that. Yeah. But anyways, I want to share lesson three. Um, this has been really big. I feel like this has kind of been for the past three years for us, but I just noticed it reflecting on the year. I was like, there's just so much evidence of it this year, like physical evidence, not just like, you know, an idea, like, like literal evidence. Um, and so it, it, when you trust and surrender, you are so supported. Yeah. This is lesson three. When you trust and surrender, you are so supported. However, the surrender usually takes you outside of your comfort zone. You're gonna have to get outside of your comfort zone to allow the surrender to come into your life. Let's use some examples. Like this was actually, we ended up finding out about this at the beginning of last year. So it would have been about a year ago now. Um, So Luca uh, had his lung collapse at the end of 2021. And the thing that was intimidating at the time is that he wasn't covered um, under medical insurance. I was a temporary resident. I I had applied for permanent residency in Canada, but it hadn't been approved and it was in process. Uh, but I had applied six months before. I'd applied in the July, five months before, yeah. and it was hap- my my lung collapsed. So my I had a spontaneous pneumothorax, so my my right lung collapsed, and it was like a really bad one. I had to stay in a hospital for three days, um, and that was five months later, and I had no insurance uh because i was a temporary resident, and so the the health coverage there was it's very different, mm-hmm. but we thought and so we're like okay we're just gonna have to pay and it turns out like it was gonna be like a twenty thousand dollar hospital bill no 30 it's gonna be thirty thousand because we got the this time last year we got the bill and so this was a really this is a big lesson in surrender right we were going to be facing a thirty thousand dollar this time the year before you know but we got the bill that anyways i won't give it away um so we were going to be faced with about a thirty thousand dollar medical bill which is like, obviously, like, he needed to go to the hospital. He needed to get his lung reinflated. It is what it is. Like, th- there wasn't a question in getting that done um, because it was a medical necessity. However, it was so intimidating. Leaning into that, I was like, um, I had to sign a document that said that he didn't have insurance. I was insured. He didn't have insurance. So I had to sign a document that said, even though he's not insured, he's going to go into hospital. He couldn't breathe, right? Like, to basically like, say I would pay. Th- that was, would say that we would pay. And in that moment, I remember being like, it. I, this was deep, uncomfortable surrender. And this is what I think well, that you, people you, don't you understand. You were really scared. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable surrender. This is what I think that people don't understand about surrender. People go, I'm going to surrender. It's going to be lovely. Right? We're going to go on a boat and it's going to be like roses and daisies. Sometimes surrender is so fucking uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But if you are in alignment with your soul and you show up for yourself, it is absolutely incredible what is sorted out. So I might have shared this story with you guys before, but I think it's an incredible story. So I'll share it again. Like I said, he went into hospital, had his lung collapsed. We had been applying for his permanent residency about six months before. We had this internal urgency that we felt that um, the internal urgency that we felt, we're like, we just had to get his PR in like ASAP. I don't, we were like, I don't know why, but we just need to get his permanent residency in as soon as possible. And so we applied, it was a long process. We did it, we put it in. 
December 5th. Paperwork, he, like, yeah, an inch so thick. thick. So, uh, December 5th, he goes into the hospital. I sign the paperwork that he doesn't have insurance. We're going to figure it out. Um, long story short, um, the medical billing person comes up to the room. I, she's lovely. I wouldn't, I do not envy her job. And she was starting to tell us about how much it was cost about $5,000 a day just to be in there. Who's in there for about five days plus this MRIs and the scans and everything. Right. Um, and then I started explaining that I'm Canadian and he's Australian and, and we're applying for his permanent residency. She stops me and she's like wait wait you're a canadian and i'm like yeah, yeah i'm canadian uh, and so i'm covered i have um, medicare there or whatever it is <laughs> msp there um and uh then and then i say oh yeah and we've applied for his permanent residency and she goes when did you apply for his permanent residency i was like um i'm like i'm pretty sure it was the 27th of july and she's like you might he might be completely covered depending on when you applied for his permanent residency <laughs> We get a bill in, a, we get a letter in the beginning of January last year, so about exactly a year ago, that because he, we applied by a certain time, as of December 1st, 2021, his medical was fully covered. And I went in on the hospital. And he went 5th. into hospital on December 5th. $30,000 went to zero. Yeah. Not a cent we had to pay. That was I would deep say, I would surrender. Say it wasn't, yeah, and I would say sometimes surrender isn't necessarily how aligned you are. Because um, I know you mentioned that. Like, definitely comes back to, like, alignment. But I would actually say it's it's your ability to just let go mm -hmm. of what... Like, in the Taoist way, we say, like, trust the natural rhythm of life. Like, trust the natural... Th the, the natural flow of things yeah and the natural beat of things i think it depends what we're talking about though because sometimes people can make ego decisions and they go oh, i'm just surrendering and then it's like oh well was that actually a decision that was aligned with your soul or was that a decision aligned with your ego yeah i mean in that case yeah but when you look at surrender in itself yeah. like the process of doing like being surrendering it's yeah a, it's a letting go of what's unfolding in that moment now mm -hmm. there's like there's no fight back because the ego is what fights back to that situation because you only really control three things and that's it. This is the crazy thing. You control your thoughts, your actions, and your attitude. There's nothing else that you can control. So if someone says, you know, this, like, I can't control the fact that my lung collapsed. Mm -hmm. I can't control the fact that I have to go to hospital. I can't control the fact that I'm not covered in that moment, right? So I have to just surrender to that process of, okay, I'll have to take a deep breath. I realize this is super uncomfortable, but most people panic when they feel like they can't control the situation. Mm -hmm. That's where panic attacks kick in because there's this unconscious fear that nothing, that everything is completely unsafe and nothing's going to, to figure itself out. So in that case, surrender mm -hmm. is let go of what you think needs to happen and mm -hmm. trust what is unfolding right now. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you don't take action. It means you take inspired action based on what the current circumstances are. Mm -hmm. And that action should come from your heart, not your ego. Mm -hmm. which would be alignment. Yeah. And like for like other situations this year, um, we have done a lot of traveling this year. One of the things that we've done is we enjoy house sitting. Um, and I have this inherent belief. Um, we sometimes pay for Airbnbs and stuff. But, you know, I just enjoy house sitting. We, we love dogs. We have a dog we're taking care of right now. Um, and so I have this inherent like belief that I have developed that I like I can get us house sits, incredible homes that we get to stay in, um, and we get to hang out with incredible animals. Kelly. Hey.
Kelly, she, come here. She's growling Kelly, right now. Kelly, come here. Um, and so one of the things that in the application of this house sits, I really use this process of surrender, right? Where I'm like, I would like to have it all sorted out. I, I'm actually quite diligent and organized, I would say. Do you, would you agree, Luca? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I like to, I would prefer to have it all organized like a, multiple months in advance. It doesn't always happen that way, right? But I go in with this trust that it is going to be sorted out. It is going to be sorted out and it's going to be sorted out in the best way possible. The house that we're staying in right now, we, um, I was looking for it in the beginning of November. For context, we came here in the middle of December. And so it's like, I really wanted to have it sorted out like in October, personally. I would like have everything finalized. And I was looking and when I was did looking. When it finalized again? It was like mid, it was like mid to late November. It was finalized. And mm -hmm. I said to Luca, I was like, no, we're going to find the perfect place for the exact amount of time. Yeah. And I was like, for a little bit, I was like doubting that, right? I was like, doubting. <laughs> yeah, is that actually going to like work out? Like, how, who am I to say that that's actually going to work out? Um, but then I was like, nope, it's just going to work out. It's always going to work out. Th I had this belief that like deep inherent belief that we're always supported. Oh my God. Every time I lean into it though, I doubt, like don't, don't think that I don't doubt it, you but wobble. I still, I totally wobble, but like I still lean into that. And then again, as always, because we are so incredibly supported, like because we choose to surrender, we do the hard things as well. Leaning into that surrender, we found like the perfect place for like the exact dates, like the exact dates that we were wanting, which is just crazy. Like it's crazy. But this like, I, like honestly, I think in a few years, me and you should write a book on all the ways, like incredible things that have happened um, for us as we've leaned into this path. And I just see this so much with us. And I just wish that other people would have the courage to live this way. Of course, it's uncomfortable. Of course, things never come out on, on your timeline, but you have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone to surrender. If you are staying in the same place and making the same actions and doing the same thing every single day and not changing your mindset, changing your belief systems, changing how you're acting, it's going to be a lot more challenging. Yeah. What are you doing to show up for yourself and get out of your comfort zone? And in that place, when you surrender, magical things fucking happen. Yeah, it's like that movie, I think it does it like uh, Jim Carrey, Yes, Yes, uh, Yes Man. Yes Man. And, you know, the surrender is this... It's an uncomfortable process, but when you fully understand it, you realize that it's it's a necessary part of life. Like it's the missing ingredient that you haven't had. Mm -hmm. And the, the way that I've come to understand it is like, life is gonna present a heap of options to you mm -hmm. and you've got a choice. It's either a yes or a no. Some people make it a maybe and then that's the sort of indecision that we're talking about. But the question is, the, 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 I got a challenge for you guys is, how many things in one day can you say yes to and just go with? Yeah. Like this is the this is like a, a test for like 24 hours. How many things can you say yes to that present themselves to you and then observe how many things you actually want to say no to initially that you said yes to afterwards that turned out to be really cool, mm. right? And there, this is just a test. This is not how you can live your life. Like you don't have to say yes to everything. Yeah, you get boundaries. You get and boundaries like that, and right? stuff like that, but you know, it's a test to see, okay, how much can I surrender? And, and, and then you start to train yourself to realize that surrender isn't a bad thing Yeah. because there, there was evidence there afterwards that what, ex, what you experienced because of saying yes to something that you initially would have said no to was actually okay. Mm. And that's what we call trusting in the process. And that's how we build faith. Mm -hmm. We build faith because we got enough evidence that it's actually going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. There was something I was going to say and I totally lost my train of thought. 
Yeah. So that's surrender. That surrender is the same thing in trusting in the process. It's it's surrender is the action. Mm. Oh, also the surrender in it as well as like the, is the trust that you can figure it out because everything is figure outable ultimately. Like if you make a decision, like I see this sometimes with people, whether they're wanting to make a move or, or join a program or join a retreat and they go, oh, well, I just don't know if everything's going to work out. If you want things to work out, everything will work out. It depends on your attitude and your desire to make it happen because you can actually create everything to work out in your favor if you want to. It's just approaching it with that mindset. And that is a bit of a mindset of surrender. It's like I go into things with the deep-seated belief that I am deeply supported and will always work out. Of course I wobble on that. Of course I doubt sometimes, but that is my deep-seated belief. And then in that, everything figures itself out in the best way possible for me. Not on my timeline. Fuck, I was on my timeline. It probably would be completely different, but it does Mm -hmm. in the long term. I agree. That was good, Luca. You like that? Yeah, that was. I think it was a really nice way to do it, like co-hosting and yeah. riffing on on your topics for the year. Yeah, thank like you. Like you did for me. Thank you for your time. Um, it's been fun to have all of you guys listening live. And just a reminder, a couple of ways to be in our worlds is we have our retreat in May in Bali, mm-hmm. which is just going to be absolutely phenomenal in, under in five person. Months. Yeah, four months. Yes. Yeah, it's in four months. months. Um, And then for those of you wanting more transformation very soon, I think Anne is here. Anne is in. Um, I have Reclamation. It's my feminine empowerment program. Um, This is all about healing um, the things that do not serve you so you can step into the woman that you are meant to be. This isn't a manifestation program, but a lot of women manifest incredible things in this space because I take you through a process where um, that is so thorough and beautiful in really reclaiming your worth i have phenomenal reviews every single woman that goes through this space is literally um says to me that they're so grateful that they have been in there you can check out the website yeah, i think we it really on. liberates you from what you had and like liberates women from the past yeah. experiences the so stuff that's burning them the they, you know a lot of them they can't they can't uh, look at themselves in the mirror and feel like they love who like what they, they see. Love what they see. And Absolutely. they are chronic people pleasers. They yeah. have these patterns playing out from their past, like with their, and which just turns out to be, you know, not just from them, but from their parents, from their mom, from mm-hmm. their dad. So, like, I think what I love to see with like reclamation and what you've done is like seeing w- women take back their power. Absolutely. And like really step into yeah. who they are. Like they, they can really just like own who they are. Yeah. Like imagine living your day not thinking about your past and literally feeling empowered and inspired and excited about the future. Mm-hmm. Imagine living your day when you have something hard that happens or you look yourself in the mirror, you don't go into spirals of self-hate. Mm-hmm. Imagine living your day having peace in your mind. This is the reality that you absolutely can create and mm-hmm. I guide you through that process in reclamation. And you get lifetime and access to the program, which is so cool as well. So I have mm-hmm. women that um, were in the last round that are in this round again. So you pay once, you get lifetime access. It will be the best decision you make for yourself other yeah. than our retreat as well in 2020. I think the retreat's going to be really powerful. Oh my God. What a different so experience. It's going to be around empowerment, but it'll be men and women and it will be all around um, stepping into the person you are yeah, born sounds to be. Good. Also, for those of you that have been in uh, DK Play, which is my podcast contest that I'm running all year, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go and listen to episode, I think it's 103. Um, obviously, the clue has not been dropped here. So... That means another one you got to listen to. Mm, the clue has not been dropped. Forgot you were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So my loves, 
May you have the most beautiful day, and I will see you guys next time. Welcome to the other side, Bye. beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.